Hey everybody, this is Rodney. Uh, just welcome you into this week's episode. This is our Valentine's episode, and uh, it's a little different than what we've done. Uh, we're we're going into a little bit of the the hard um, kind of the, the last few years. Uh, Lee and I have gone through and talking about where we've come, and just uh, what a unique story it is. And we realized that just to have come from you know really good relationships to go through tragedy and then find you know your one true love and just celebrating this new life that we have together. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, we hope we did a good job with it. And we're going to do more stuff like this, but we're going to break it up every now and then with some funny stuff and uh, the stuff that Alita gets into on a daily basis. So hey. we hope you enjoy this week's uh, episode. And happy Valentine's Day. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Langford Life Podcast. I'm Rodney. And I'm Alita. And this is a podcast about meeting obstacles in life, overcoming, and some other crazy stuff happening <laughs> going on. <laughs> Just crazy stuff. We're two people who are basically uh, inviting you along on a journey of a really unique situation, both um, finding love after loss and merging seven kiddos together. Uh, we're just wanting to kind of answer everyone's questions about how in the world do you manage all this chaos and crazy um, kind of midlife when you least expect it. So this is all going to be a little bit about our journey, our story, and a lot of freaking hilarious stories. Yep. It's not perfect, but it's the length of life. That's the way we go, yo. That's it. everybody welcome to the Langford Life podcast this is Alita and I'm Roddy and we're here to talk about loving hard so we entitled this podcast love hard for a reason and on purpose because it's Valentine's Day coming up really soon maybe you're listening to this on Valentine's Day and we're just a couple days out and we were talking about um you know just kind of things that we thought people would want to hear especially coming from two people that had successful marriages before and are now in our second marriage. And so we just wanted to bring some hope for those single folks out there, hope for anybody who'd been widowed, hope for anyone who's been, has lost through divorce, um, whatever your circumstance and hope for you married people. Um, and just encouragement with really loving and holding on to what you have. Um, and we're going to kind of just talk to you about a couple of stories. So, Ron, you want to share kind of what your last couple of Valentines have been like and what is happening for you now? Yeah, well, um, so I'd always heard that, you know, holidays were really tough for folks. Never really understood what that was about uh, because I never had really any major loss in my life. You know, all the folks that, who had passed away in my life were way older and it was kind of their time, as you would say. And, uh, but a couple of years ago, um, my late wife, she was, we didn't know at the time, but she was battling cancer. And so that particular Valentine's day was real somber. She was, she was hurting. She wasn't in a mood to really celebrate. We didn't really do Valentine's day that year. And so we didn't think much about it. Ne never really put any importance on Valentine's day. Really. It was just a thing you did. And then, uh, of course, she passed away. And then last Valentine's Day, 2019, was kind of my first Valentine's Day where I didn't have a Valentine, so to speak, since I was 14 years old. So it was different. It was um, uh, it was a very lonely feeling. 
And uh, it was probably through my walk through grief, the last, you know, whatever it took, eight months, whatever it was, that was probably my lowest point was just that, that week of Valentine's Day. And I know for me, it was, um, it was a lot of self-reflection. I was actually alone. Um, my in-laws had taken the kids and uh, kind of left me alone. I wanted to be alone. And uh, it was just a time where, you know, things seemed pretty dark. And it was just, I was just focusing on, you know, what little hope I had, you know, and trying to put one, one foot for the other. Um, just kind of trusting that the sun would rise the next day and I'd see it. And that was my goal, was to see the next sunrise and just put one foot in front of the other. And honestly, that was that was my low point. That was the, if you were graphing it out, that was the trench. And I started from that point on, after that Valentine's Day, I started kind of my walk to where I had grieved as deep as I could grieve. Mm-hmm. And kind of the, the loss, the grieving of for the for the loved one had kind of passed. And now it was I was grieving more of, the life that I didn't think I would ever have again, mm-hmm. kind of the family, you know, someone to share life with. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where things started to change for me. And we've, mm-hmm. you and I've talked about this many times, but over the next three months, um, March, April, May, that's when I, I felt like I started healing a little bit still, you know, very low, but start to heal a little bit. Um, where I, w- I was actually a functioning human being, but it was just each day focusing on knowing there was going to be a sunrise and I wanted to be able to see it and just waking up and showing up. And <clears throat> I had kids that I had to be there for. So mm-hmm. I had to be, I had to be somewhat present, you know, for them. But, um, that was kind of what the last two Valentine's days were. So how about you? This is so depressing. It'll get um, better. It'll get better. <laughs> so for me, I had, um, I remember my first Valentine's Day after my late husband passed away. My girlfriends took me to Maggiano's and we had so much fun. Um, and I think we went to the escape room too. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but basically, you know, for me, I, um, I've been a big Valentine's person pretty much my whole life. And even when I didn't have Valentine to celebrate me, I celebrated myself. So (laughs) I really love Valentine's. Um, But for me, I feel like when my shift happened into the positive and into the hope and into realizing because I had spent, I mean, y'all had spent, you know, hours in a shower crying over what I thought my life was going to be like. And it was no longer going to look like that. And that's hard. And if you're listening to this and you're like, I've lost somebody or I'm, you know, in a struggling marriage or I'm whatever. And life does not look like what you had planned. And here's Valentine's Day, a day where it's supposed to be this fairy tale day. And I think that that's kind of the stories that we can get stuck to and attached in our mind is life is like a fairy tale. And I 100% grieved the thought of, I will never have this fairy tale that I dreamed of. And I learned through personal growth. I became a personal growth junkie. I got a coach and really started paying attention to 
my my walk and my choices and my headspace. And I started doing the work. And by that, I mean, I started journaling. I actually um, started journaling on November 11th, 2019, no, 2018, 2018. And I started to manifest a list of what I wanted in my next husband. I wrote prayers in there. I wrote letters. I wrote songs. I wrote whatever I could think of to just really connect him into my mind. Um, and, you know, I did a lot of counseling and the hashtag counseling is cool because what I thought was weakness ended up being my greatest strength was letting go of that grief and letting go of that old story, like getting out of my bones so to speak, and really allowing myself to dream again. And I think that's the biggest thing is when I talk to women who say, you know, I'm ready to move on. What does that look like? Um, you know, or I'm not sure what to do, or I don't know. And I guess I'm just not ready. I just really encourage them to look inward. Who do you want to be when you are coupled with somebody? You know, what do you look like in your headspace? What are you, what are you doing? What are you acting like? what kind of wife do you want to be? And, and then matching that in, in a partner and in a spouse. And so I wrote for a year, a journal and was able to give that to Roddy on our wedding day. It was amazing. It was the best gift I've ever been given bar none, hands down. And we read it on our honeymoon mm-hmm. and cried yeah, cry the entire, time. the entire time because we could see where I was praying on days that maybe he was having a hard day or um, when I was having a hard day it, it, and then to see the fruition of w- the exact list that I wrote down kind of come true. And I realized that I create the life that I want to live. And so, um, you know, I would really encourage you if you're out there and you're you're feeling like you're struggling or you're not sure, I want to give you hope that, you know, I was single for three, over three years and I grieved my husband for, my late husband for a long time and really thought that nothing would ever be the same and my life would just kind of go downhill from there. And I'm telling you, you know, um, and I feel comfortable saying this because my husband actually prayed for a man who he would say, I I pray for a better man um, than me, a better husband and a better father. And, you know, his prayers were answered. And I just am so thankful that I took a journal of that. And I wrote that down and thankful for a late husband that prayed those prayers for our future. And I just think that, you know, when I was giving up hope, when I was at my worst, when I was thinking this is never going to happen, I remember actually telling myself, well, that's okay. You don't need to be married again. You can just have the best time of your life being single. And here's the deal is that no matter what stage of life you're in, is that people are going to say things to you because they don't understand. People would say to me, oh, have so much fun being single. Enjoy being single while you can. Uh, or they'd say, there's lots of guys out there for you or whatever they would say. And it was just like, it's not true. It's not my truth. It's not what I want. And it wasn't what my heart really, really deeply wanted. 
Um, but I'm so thankful that I was able to do that work in myself so that I was ready for this um, truly a treasure of a relationship in my life um, and something that's been so very quickly special and endearing to, to us. And so um, just really would encourage you guys to um, think about what, what list, what kind of life do you want to lead? And on this Valentine's Day, uh, thinking about loving and, and cherishing. And if you are married, if you are blessed and you are married and you're in a strong marriage, I just want to say, you know, love hard. Mm-hmm. Love hard. Hang on to each other tight because you just don't know what tomorrow will bring. Um, and at the same time, live free and mm-hmm. live. I love to say this. You've probably seen on my Facebook post, but I just love to say live with wild abandon because life is short. And I've learned that not just from my late husband, but both my parents. My mom was a huge believer in living life large. And um, and I just really feel strong about really kind of shouting from the mountaintops that you can live any life that you want to live and really be free to adventure. And for us right now with seven kids, sometimes adventure looks like us in laying in our uh, bed with, um, with a charcuterie, homemade charcuterie board with cucumbers and olives and cream cheeses and red pepper jellies and just adventuring in that way. Um, and so that's kind of what, what comes into my mind when I think about empowering somebody to move forward in hope on a Valentine's day. Yeah. Is this still recording? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, thought, I fumbled it. All right. Uh, one thing I'd like to add to it is just a little different perspective from Alita. Cause we, we have very different stories. Um, my wife, late wife passed away, uh, September of 2018. And so, um, I wasn't widowed very long and I went through a really deep, deep grieving. And, um, I was just in a station of life where I didn't really have any, um, job responsibilities. I was able to just kind of be a daddy for about eight months and, uh, just kind of get to work on myself a little bit and, and able to, to grieve and move through things like that. And so the reason I, I say this is that if folks are out there and, you are truly, you don't really know what's next. That's kind of where I was. And Alita, I say she came in like a hurricane because it happened <laughs> fast. And it seemed like I had made Walking the decision. Like exactly. I had made the decision that I was ready. I was ready to take the next step. You know, I was ready to talk to someone, you know, and. Alita and I had been talking, and I just felt this, all of a sudden, just this urge just to become her friend, and that escalated very quickly, mm-hmm. and literally, it was a matter of weeks, and you find the person who you were meant for, and... Well, yeah, I mean, legitimately, it changed within a 24-hour time period, yeah. Um, it went from a, a friendship to, mm-hmm. you know, let's sit and talk about what our deal breakers are. Yeah. And I mean, on our 
first date, he took me to Chick-fil-A and drove me around. Um, and we talked for Chick-fil-A drive through and we, and we drove around for three hours and he thinks he's a master dater because I married him basically (laughs) the first date, our next lunch, he legitimately wrote me this amazing, precious letter setting his intentions to, to marry me. And we both knew, and I'll tell you that, you know, we both have talked about this a lot and we're so respectful of our of our past yeah. and our previous marriages and, and how special they were to us. But how God moved in this is just still astounding to me because I'd come to a place really where I, in my faith, I have ver- I have very strong faith, but I was wrestling God with what my future held and what it looked like. And I went for a walk and really just kind of had to come face to face with Jesus, come to Jesus moment and really prayed for, well, now I know I prayed for you. Yeah. yeah, I prayed for Roddy to come and and for God to to show me. And um, it was within hours after that. And I remember driving to meet him for lunch. And we'd already had phone conversations, and we had that one day where we drove through the drive-throughs. This is the next day, and I, I was so overwhelmed driving there because I knew. You know, and he, you know, he'll tell you that he knew the day before, (laughs) but I was driving. I thought, this is crazy. How, how can this be real? And I just realized that this is exactly what I prayed for. I really didn't want to have to go through years of getting to know somebody or years of feeling like, you know, drawn out a long relationship, trying to figure it out. And this was like, we had, you know known each other. No, so they're for years mm-hmm. and years. It's the craziest thing. We call it the time warp. Yeah. I, and it really it really did feel like that. And so it just felt so, you know, he felt like home to me. Yeah. Um, I, it was the single craziest thing I've ever felt in my life was just this, this and, and what what you should know is that we had been getting to know each other over Three, three, four months mm-hmm. just through Facebook Messenger and just talking back and forth and really getting to know each other a little bit. Um, and so once we met face-to-face, it was like that chemistry mm-hmm. just amped up. And it was like, just like you said, like home. It was like looking into the eyes of someone who I'd known forever and we talked that first that first date like we had been married 20 years and the deepest conversations very upfront open very we were grown grown people you know we weren't kids we knew what we wanted what we wanted from each other and what we expected and we had a the greatest conversation it was a three-hour drive around that felt like 10 minutes and uh yeah, like you said, I knew, I knew when you, when I opened your door to get, to, so you go pick up the, the kids, that day that, I was, I was going to sure make a run at you. <laughs> you may not feel the same way, but I certainly felt like you were my wife, and, uh, and run at me. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Full court, <clears throat> court press. Full court press. Full court press. 
Well, um, yeah. And so I just, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of different thoughts on timelines and timeframes and all that stuff. And I go back to you are responsible for you and you are responsible for you know your story. And for us, it was just one of those things where it was like, we knew and we felt it and we still feel it very strong. And, um, that this is what we, you know, we were going to do. And so, um, that your life can change in literally the blink of an eye. And it changed in awful ways for me in a blink of an eye before. And it's changed in an amazing way in the blink of an eye Mm -hmm. before. And so, you know, just knowing that what you choose to focus on will expand. And sometimes I would focus on what I had lost instead of what I had left. And I think that that really helped shift me out of that sort of life of, you know, not really attracting the life that I wanted. It was focused on all that I had lost and all that I had to suffer through in the waiting and, I feel like taking that time and really being intentional with it was the best thing I did was, you know, especially that last year is just slowing down, really allowing myself to get counseling and process and, and believe that hope was still there and that there was something around the corner. And, um, you know, something that Roddy always says is he says, you know, I will never settle for good when great is around the corner something like that don't settle for good when great is around the corner yeah and i feel like you know if we could tell all y'all anything it would be you know don't settle for good when great's Mm -hmm. around the corner there's always hope there's always hope and so you don't need to settle into whatever your circumstances are And and sometimes it takes three years and a lot of introspection and counseling and sometimes it takes a year to just grieve and and you can't judge someone's journey you really can't and we came together very fast in a lot of people's minds but not not fast enough for me and you yeah that's true so what do you think when people say that it was because i have not had that people have not said to me you know, it was too fast, but they, I know they've said it to you. So what do you, what do you think? What do you feel about that? Do you really want me to say? Yeah, I really want you to, this is, I want you to be vulnerable. Okay. So what I found funny reflecting back was the same people who were slapping me on the shoulder saying, you know, there's someone out there for you. You're, you're, you know, you're going to find that, that special person, you know, God's got someone meant for you. You know, we're some of the same people that when I met you, and told them that I was going to marry you, we're the same one saying, whoa, whoa, wait, it's too fast, too fast. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if God has someone out there for me, mm-hmm. and you, you told me that, Mr. Person, and I found them, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm I'm sorry if it steps on toes, but... So, I feel like part of that, though, is... Is people caring for you? Yeah, it is. It was. It was just people caring. Mm-hmm. That was all it was. And and I think it's like one of those things where it's a walk walk a mile in my shoe. 
shoes. <laughs> Not my shoe. One in my shoe. shoes. Oh, shoe. You definitely need two shoes, friends. But really thinking about the fact of is you know, everybody's journey looks different. And I kind of went into work mode, crazy busy mode, kept myself busy. And, you know, Roddy really grieved. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. And so our stories look different. And there was a reason for that. But don't let anyone, you know, look at your story or make you feel like you need to stay in your circumstances that you're in. Because there is hope around the corner. And the great news is, is that we really feel like this is, you know, brought greatness for, you know, our whole family, both of our families um, with the kids and really just getting to see them be familyed in a way that is, is special, you know. And I think, again, it's just, you know, I could have told myself I have four kids all under the age of, you know, six, seven, eight for the three years, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna want this? And which is funny because I really never thought that. <laughs> I thought, who wouldn't want this, people? Um, which is hilarious. But I think it really just comes down to what are you focusing on? Um, and really trusting that what you focus on really does expand. And, you know, I would just challenge you if you're in a struggle just to really sit down and write a list out and start manifesting that person, believing for that, praying for that, meditating on it, whatever. And just trusting that, you know, God hears you and that you have a say so in your life. And I just think that that's really powerful. Um, And we want you to know that if you're struggling through loss, our hearts are definitely with you. You know, we we get it in a lot of ways. Not every circumstance do we understand, but we, we get lost. That's for sure. And, um, and if you're, if you're married and happy, we're so grateful and thankful and we're clinging tight to each other and we're going to enjoy this Valentine's day together. Um, and so we're just, you know, hoping, hoping that this brings some hope for people that when you're in the midst of trial, that the sun does keep rising and that on the other side is, is greatness. And that's what I always say. And Ava, um, I've got lots of video of her saying this. I would teach my kids this when they were little is on the other side of fear is greatness. And so when you're fearful of what your future looks like, you know, just pulling into view what you want and knowing that on the other side of the struggle is greatness. The greatness is there for you. Absolutely. On the other side of fear is greatness. Yeah, I would echo everything you just said, you know, and just remind everyone that your journey is your journey. Mm-hmm. Your story is your story. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll work out the way it's supposed to work out. Mm-hmm. And that there's always hope. Mm-hmm. Put one foot in front of the other. Take that next breath. Wake up. See that sunrise, you know. And just keep moving forward and just keep that hope. And you never know when it's going to happen. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Hey, friends. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in and hanging out with us here at the Langford Life Podcast. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the major places that you go 
where podcasting is your jam. And we want you to subscribe, like, share. Let's spread this hope everywhere. Don't forget we're also on YouTube, uh, Langford Life. Um, Also, if you have questions you'd like for us to, to answer, comments, things like that. Uh, we're also on Facebook under Langford Life uh, Facebook page. And don't forget to uh, check out my beautiful bride's music uh, on iTunes. It's under just Alita, A-L-I-T-A. And uh, please send us your questions, comments. Let us let us answer those and, and talk about things. And we're excited to share this with everyone. And I can't wait to have you back. <laughs>